Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School of Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globe Trotten ADs. Welcome to this edition of the Globe Trotten ADs. We have a special edition today where we're going to do a little wrap up of our recent online conference series from July 8th and July 22nd. Joining us today also will be our co-presenters from the online conference, Dave Horner from Belgrade, Chris Mott from soon-to-be Bangkok, formerly from uh, Peru, and as always, my co-host, partner in crime from Vienna, Nick DeForest. Yes, thanks, Matt. Thanks, uh, Chris and Dave. Um, hopefully a little bit of a, a fun um, episode today. Uh, I hope I sound all right. Chris, Dave, does I sound all right now? This is, this is take three. Maybe you hear the outtakes at some point, uh, maybe not. Um, but yeah, here we go. We have uh, some clips from um, most of our keynotes to uh, to play at some point and, and talk about. But we also want to talk about a couple of other things. Chris, you want to start us off? You're just waking up in Florida. Um, what, what was your favorite favorite part of the last couple of days? Uh, the 8th and the 22nd? Well, or whatever, just 22nd? Anytime. No, uh, either way. Honestly, I... I... The eighth was awesome. The eighth was completely different to the original conference that was done. And I really enjoyed just the short, the short one kind of day format. I thought that was really cool. It's a great idea, Nick. And then the 22nd was even better in some ways because it was a follow-up to what you'd done on the eighth. So you, I feel like the community is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller, but our outreach is getting wider. It's, it was just great to see everybody and come back again and, just reconnect. So it was, I like that. Cool. Cool. What about you, Dave? I think um, what was really interesting was hearing people talk about where they were in terms of what was happening at their schools on July the 8th and then listening again on July 22nd to either people having gone back to school and the, some of the limitations that were placed on them by either governments or schools in, in sort of you know, this, these pandemic times. Uh, it's really good to listen to because you know, we're going to be going back to school in a couple of months, you know, just less than, a, less than a couple of months. And we don't really know what we're walking into. So to hear people who have sort of been on the ground in the schools doing um, procedures and protocols that are going to keep our kids safe and our teachers safe, it's uh, really interesting. Yeah, it was good. Those roundtables were a main, uh, main feature of yesterday, right? What about you, Matt? Yeah, I think my, my two big takeaways were, number one, of course, uh, the opportunity to collaborate with folks who were all doing similar jobs all over the world. Uh, and really, it's amazing to see how we're all in such a similarities, similar sis, uh, situation as not really knowing what's going to happen just yet, but everybody's kind of like at the ready uh, to get going with putting programs back in place and getting school back in place and getting life back to normal as quickly as possible. So that was one common theme. It seemed to be no matter where folks were coming from throughout the world and in their international school location, 
that was that was a common theme. People were really anxious to get back and and uh, ready to get back and work with kids again. The other big takeaway, I really felt lucky uh, and fortunate that the presenters we had, it was a great range of folks we had, a good variety of topics, presentations, and uh, it, it was just great that we could get Greg Dale to participate and, and uh, give a presentation. We had Rudy, it was awesome. So uh, it was just nice to have a good wide range of these different topics that you know we could hear from and, and learn about. Yeah, I mean, we want to talk about the roundtables a bit, a bit more. Um, but I think one of the, my favorite parts, I think, Chris, you touched on it. It was a, a lot less uh, than the first conference. You know, it, it's hard thinking back that in April we had two days in a row of eleven hours in a row each day, and at every hour were two or three sessions. I, I just can't believe we did that. You know, looking back, like yesterday was nine hours with some breaks. It was super relaxed. And tons of great stuff. Um, I don't know if we could ever or want to do something as as, uh, as full as the last time, but it's also a different time, right? We were all at home. We were all looking for something to do. We weren't in our schools or, or thinking about going back uh, anytime soon. So it was a bit different. But uh, on the roundtables, what did you, Chris, you started the day off with an, an Asian roundtable. That was, that was really, really a good conversation. What do you? Yeah, it was a great conversation. It was a, my introduction to a lot of the people in that region. Um, but it, it was clear that, you know, everyone has this assumption that Asia is so far ahead of the curve, like, because that's where, you know, the, it all started. But actually, we're just kind of moving through the same processes as, you know, later in the day, I did the African roundtable, and it was the same kind of conversation. It was, what are different schools doing? And, and it's really guided by government regulations more than, school regulation. So everyone has to try and work out, you know, Malaysia is going to be different to, to bank, uh, to Thailand and being able to identify those regulations and move through that process is, is, is really interesting. So, I mean, I really enjoyed the round table and that's why I said to them, we, in a couple of weeks, we'll do it again. And what about in Europe? That was, that was the same thing, right? Lots of different people from different conferences, which was good. Yeah, Dave, you were uh, you didn't really get the answers you were you were looking for. I think anyone that was in there knows you're you're keen on locker rooms and how to keep the kids safe in the locker rooms. So that's some more. I think it's more just it's more just kind of having people in a school facility where it's built for X amount number of students, and we're only allowed to now socially distance them a certain amount of meters away. So then you 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 know you lose a percentage of the number of students that you can actually fit in the physical plant of the building. And then how do you go about moving, moving those people from one place to another, making sure you clean up afterwards, making sure that you're not going to create this little Petri dish of COVID within your school? Right. <laughs> yeah. But Dave, if you hear some of the plans in place to deal with that too. Some schools already have those things in place, which I had never heard before. Um, there's a school in Brazil. I can't remember the exact location, but they were, they were talking about they're going to a plan called the four and 10 plan where I guess it's uh, four days in school and then 10 days out. And the, and the, the basically the, the student population is cut in half. You have an A and a B group and one group goes four days out 10. Then the next group comes in four and 10. And then in between time, they have big cleanup at the school or big disinfection, deep clean. So that was interesting to hear about. 
What were you going to say, Dave? No, I think you're going to Chris. Sorry, Chris. Oh, Chris. Chris. Chris, yes. No, I was going to ask Dave. It's, it's interesting because Bangkok's opening in like two weeks, yeah. right? But you just mentioned that you're not opening for a couple of months. Yeah. So your conversation about locker rooms really doesn't need to happen until six weeks from now because the amount of things that are going to change in the next six to seven weeks, yeah. it will be impossible for you to could, keep up with. Could be, yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's funny, we were, Dave, we were bugging you about the locker rooms, but it's a serious question and, and you explained it well. <laughs> it, and, but it, it does show that everybody in, in you know even in the same country maybe on total different wavelengths about what they're worried about for their school or their kids it's so many different things you know where i just i may think well that doesn't matter and for you that's a top priority you know it's we saw yeah, that a lot the other thing that was interesting was you know people talking about the possibility of playing local games against other schools and then if you're socially distancing are you going to transport those kids on two three different buses if it's a soccer team and you've got 17 kids to transport, you know, cause you, you can't put them right next to each other. It's like 50% capacity or whatever your, your government's going to allow. Right. It's going to be interesting. Right. Well, there was a lot of people on, um, yesterday, definitely, uh, not as many as I expected for some of the sessions, but it's summer, I know, but, uh, it was good to see some of the same people, you know, throughout the day, a lot of people, I think that were in it were in it you know they were they didn't just jump in for one session they stayed through and i think that maybe you know one of the problems with recording everything it's great i know everyone's you know eager to see things they didn't get to see live and you can watch the recording um, but i wonder what you guys think about maybe the next time not offering the recordings you know and if you want to be there you got to be there online i don't know i was just surprised at some of the low numbers let's say you know 30 30 people in one session when i thought there should have been or could have been way more. I like the recordings. I, I'm sending an email to Bangkok coaching staff later on today, and I've included both Greg Dales, Nathan's, Nathan Wickers, and Rudy's as, as links just for them to say, hey, when you've got some time, listen to these. So, I, I mean, and I'm going to go back time and time again to listen to those because the information that I was getting out of uh, Greg Dale and yeah. Nathan Wicker. I, I don't think I've processed absolutely everything uh, that, that was offered. And even with Rudy, like I, I said to you guys on message, I don't know what I was expecting from Rudy, but um, it wasn't, I don't, I'm not sure if he, he, he was the way I thought he was supposed to be, but, but he was awesome. Like it was, an, it, it was just a sweet guy, like amazing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I still like the recordings because actually I was able to share it with somebody who's, uh, a part of our school community, but he's actually also the national Hungarian rugby coach. Uh, he's a, a friend of mine. He's a Welsh guy. He's our elementary school activities coordinator. So he's a part-time employee at the school. Um, he's married to Hungarian. He's been here a long time, but he, he actually coaches and runs rugby programs here in Hungary. And I was telling him all, I, I saw him today. I was telling him all about the online conference. And I specifically was mentioning about, Greg Dale and his presentation about instilling grit and uh, mental toughness in your team. I thought this could be something that would be totally applicable for him in dealing with all levels of his programs because he works with the senior side. He works with the youth, um, U18s, U16s for the rugby's, uh, rugby clubs here in, in Hungary. So he, he couldn't make the conference for whatever reason, but he has it now as a resource. So I, I think for me it's there's an opportunity to share a resource and 
and give him some information and insight that he could probably use. It, it, it's definitely a resource to, to share because we're on so many different time zones, right? That was one of the main things yeah, we, we thought of back before the first conference was, you know, clearly no one can be on or no one except for a few uh, crazy people out there can be on for every every hour when you're, you know, maybe not in Europe, you know, because when you're in Europe, it's easy. Uh, yeah, with the time I think that's part of the, the beauty of what we do and what, we, what we're what providing for folks. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully the next one will get some more people for sure. Live participation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we talked. You guys talked a couple times uh, about some some people, uh, like Greg and and Rudy, and uh, we talked about the recording. So obviously, anyone can go back uh, that was at the conference uh, and listen to the recordings. I've uh, sent the links out. Um, you can contact me if you if you didn't get them and you still wanna wanna see them. That's no problem. And we wanna maybe let's go through some of the clips right now and then talk about each each one a little bit. Some of the clips are shorter, some are longer, but let's start right now with uh, Sebastian. He kicked off the the conference uh, on the 8th, so let's start with him. And uh, here you go. Sebastian Bellin from July 8th. Extremes are not sustainable. And when we live in a world where the obsession is with quantity, where the extremes are measured only through a metric system that is focused on quantity, I don't think good things happen in the long term. The difference between quantity and quality is what has made the difference in my life. Yeah, short clip there. That was one of his four pillars. Yeah, um, and he talked about quantity versus quality and things you can put a, a measure on or a, a count. Right. That was a, a pretty powerful, powerful person and powerful message. Eh, to, to start off. Yeah. What an inspirational. Yeah, what an inspirational speech he gave. I mean, I have to be honest, I really wasn't super familiar uh, with him before he came to the conference. And then to actually have the time to sit there and listen to his story and then how he's transformed that into a really positive approach to his life and living, moving forward, and then sharing that with others. So that was that was great. Again, we were pretty lucky to get a guy like that to help us out. Yeah, absolutely. And I know he goes to schools and talks and friend Scott in Dubai, he was going to have him over for their uh, sports banquet and speak to the, the schools. And then um, with the schools being closed, they did it virtually. Uh, but he's, a, I think, a great resource for any of our, any of our schools or communities. Um, let's, let's go to Greg. Uh, Greg Dale did two sessions. Obviously, you talked about him a little bit already today. Um, after our session yesterday, he went and spoke to 10,000 high school students. Um, for the NFHS uh, Leadership Summit. Um, so from our about 30 live people uh, to, a, to a crowd of 10,000 is, is just still crazy. I told a few people last night and this morning about that. Um, but he did two sessions. This is from the one yesterday. And uh, Dave, you picked it out, so be prepared to talk after this one. <laughs> I have to go to practice today. I get to go to practice today. I want to go to practice today. There's no question there's a different level of engagement in something when I look at it like I have to do this. I have to is an obligation. All right. So for me with Greg, what I think is really interesting is that he is able to discuss and describe things in a, in a sort of a way that I could go and talk to a student about it and they would understand what it is that I'm saying. And he... 
this is a person that works with top level athletes. These are people who are already have played at a high level in high school. Now they're in college at Duke University, and some of them are going off and playing in the NBA and being international swimmers or being international, you know, professional athletes. But he he talks about it in such a way that makes it almost um, he just breaks it down, and makes it so simple and so easy to understand. And that's what I think is his great um, sort of you know that's his that's his awesomeness. I think is just his the way that he describes things and he makes it so easy. Yes, super down to earth, approachable, uh, and everything he said just made sense. And he had great answers for every question. Like stuff you could use like right now yeah. and apply. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the extension of the invitation to tour Duke University. He he did say that publicly to everyone that was on the What Zoom. a win. Yeah. Yeah. For us. But absolutely no <laughs> basketball tickets. He made that clear. Absolutely no, 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 no. He didn't say no basketball tickets. Okay. What? He said the chance he said I thought he said that the chances are lower. Oh. Okay. But well, we can go watch a recording, right? That's kind of what we're talking about. We can go, we can check that out. That's right. It's in the archive. <laughs> just have to get to North Carolina in February somehow. So we just have. To, I just think you just need to take that recording to the main ticket office yeah. and just play it. Because <laughs> we don't actually we don't need tickets. Because if yeah. you just listen to the recording, yeah, it says it. Yeah. <laughs> it in there. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not sure, you could if you just give uh, Greg Dale a call and get him down here. We will talk to him. Chris, you're you're doing pretty good. I mean, you you know, you're gonna go up to Duke with a recording, right? And you're gonna write a book uh, with Nathan, right? Well, you know, so hey, this is working out pretty well for you. I mean, I mean, I'm still thinking about the I'm still thinking about the book with Nathan. Okay. I mean, I'll see what ideas he has. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm yeah, committed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's stay let's stay on yesterday, um, and let's. Uh, I just want to say, yeah. Nick, just about uh, Greg Dale. What just the one thing I really really enjoyed about Greg Dale, and I agree with both Dave and, and Matt, but he didn't distinguish between high level athletes and high school kids. He, his message was very like, it's the same across the board. Athletes are athletes, people are people. This is the way it operates. Nothing changes from when you go to high school to how you're thinking when you go to, to a college level. And I think that's really important because, you know, as younger athletes, you often think, oh, an older athlete already has this entire thing worked out. But they, all these specialties, speakers that we had were saying the same thing, right? They were saying, actually, they don't have it worked out. They're going through the same, the right. same. So it's I thought that was. Level. Yeah. yeah and, he, and he even said on the, on the eighth where he mentioned how he works with NBA coaches and it's the same thing. Yeah. NBA coach, yeah. youth coach, high school coach, the, you know, very, very similar. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's hear the next one. It's another short one. It's, uh, it's from uh, yesterday and it's from uh, Rudy. And this is what an athletic director does. You know, don't show how important you are. You'll lose all your people. Show them that you're, they're important and you're, you're just there to help them and empower them to feel important. Yeah, good, good message of, um, well, he's an inspiration, right? He's a lot, you know, lot, very motivating. Uh, and that was a good thing about, about us as athletic directors, showing how important. It's not about us. Yeah, we may be on the mic in front of, the, you know, hosting a tournament or giving out the awards. 
you know, but it's not about us. It's not our show, right? We're, we're there for the kids. Yeah, I think it, like when he was talking about you want to be able to give people the tools and the confidence to go ahead and use those tools. And that's that's really our job is to empower kids and our coaches to be the best that they can be. And he didn't just talk about coaches and athletes. He talked about janitors. He talked about every single person that's in that building or is involved in the program. Yeah, right. It doesn't it doesn't matter, right? No, no level. Everyone's just as important. Yeah, yeah. really good. I mean, it supports the idea of what we do as ADs and activity coordinators. It's all about service and servant leadership and providing those best opportunities, putting people in uh, places where they can do the best they can do. And we have to do all the behind the scenes work to make sure it's as comfortable uh, as as serviceable as possible. Well, we started the day yesterday with uh, Peter Welsh, the director of uh, AIS Bucharest, um, and a bit of a longer clip from him. But his session was a bit different than than what we're used to. The the let's say the the norm from our conference so far. But it was great. It was called Working Across Cultures, and um, it's something he's really interested in and works a lot on. Uh, and it's really for any kind of international school um, teacher. And, uh, but he brought it to athletic directors for some point. And here's a bit of a longer clip. It's just about a minute. When we introduce a new student into an international school, we label them. You get receive information. The grade three teacher says, hey, next Monday you're getting a new student. She is from Japan. Right? And the grade three teacher then brings to mind all the stereotypes she has about Japanese children. And on Monday morning, she goes, hello, Jenny, welcome. And she'll probably lower her voice, are you okay? Great. So that one piece of information that Jenny's from Japan has framed that entire human interaction. Now, Jenny may be, ah, she may be crazy. She may be nothing like that. She may not be formal and polite, which are our stereotypes of Japan. But that stereotype threat has changed Jenny's experience in that classroom, maybe on the first day, but maybe forever. So as ADs and coaches, how you frame people, how you think about them, how you label will affect how they respond to you. Hey, big guy. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um. Great, lots of stuff to think about right in there and how we, how we do stuff. And he started the, the, the talk off with a picture of the international, I think, food fest at his school and talked about how we all have these very stereotypical food fests and do these things and, and uh, how we, we're not so international and open as we, as we think we are. You missed it, Chris. Have you watched the recording yet? I haven't watched the recording yet, okay. but... Um... I just know, I mean, just listening to that clip, I'm just like, totally, that's exactly what Peter would do. And I think, I think that for us, just to put it into context, it's the same thing. For me, it would be, hey, Chris, there's a new um, six foot three American kid coming to the school next week. What's my immediate thought? Basketball team, oh, baby. Basketball, right? <laughs> Yeah. Like that's the immediate thought that I'll go to is the basketball kid, you know, and I'm just trying to translate it into context. But yeah, right. Peter's really good at that. Peter helped me understand that, you know, how to, how to frame things and how you, 
how you interact with people and how you make these perceived perceptions of what people are into. I mean, that's just a general life rule anyway, but yeah. yeah. Some really good stuff, really good info from, from lots of other places, you know, not just things from him, you know, you drew his research from other places. Great. And, and really great for any, any teacher, you know, like you said about sharing with your coaches or Matt, you sharing with your, your coach there. It's, um, it's something we we should all all watch. It's a good it's a good time to watch that video. And a, and a book coming out actually, uh, he mentioned as well, which will be, which should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Another book deal, man. Yeah, I don't. Th you're not in this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we um we got two two clips left to go. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna hear a clip from Doug Doug Kilgore, Bowtie AD. Definitely a keynote in his in his own right and and a great supporter of us. Uh, and uh, yeah, here we go. Great, great little clip here. Do not exceed the scope of your training and have coaches uh, acknowledge that and agree to adhere to that. Uh, we are not counselors. We are not uh, emotional counselors. We are not nutritional dietitians. You know, we can't address some things such as eating disorder, psychological, homebound needs, and any number of things like this. We're, we may be highly trained professionals in some areas, but not all areas. To recognize when an injury is minor and when an injury is uh, is more serious and complicated. Yeah, I mean, his, his session was uh, great. It was like a checklist, you know, for, um, you know, what you need to have in a really top program. And I thought that was great thing to hear and and to remember that we don't have to do everything we don't have to know everything or be the experts at this it's okay if we could say to our coaches or our kids hey, i'm not really sure you know i'll, I'll check or let's like you said nutritionist dietist counselor i don't know how many times you guys have had kids come and you, you feel like a counselor and uh i'm sure we do good jobs coaches are counselor kids all the time but we got to know when okay you know hand this over to the to a professional, right? I think it was a, you know, Doug's great because he he's he's concise and he's 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 accurate with his uh, his his presentations and it's again it's a reinforcement of that always using best practice, always doing what's best for kids in the program. So uh, and he he presents it in such an entertaining way. He's he's, he's very enthusiastic and positive. So. That's what I enjoyed about listening to his presentation as well. He's, it's always a pleasure to listen to him. Great. All right. Well, let's go to the last one. Um, and it's uh, it's Nathan, Chris's new book uh, book deal, book uh, co-author. <laughs> nice hair. That was good. We have to show the video of this now. Good. Here we go. Hey, look, this does not have to be where I want to end, right? This, my goal today doesn't have to be my ultimate, or my role today doesn't have to be my ultimate goal. But it's something I need to be good at for the team, for my people around, for my, my coaches, for the people under me. Whatever it is, I need to be good at this. I need to own it. Yeah, that was um, ownership, second letter. He talked about the soul of a team, S-O-U-L. And, and uh, I like that statement of, you know, your role on the team. You say that to the kids. Say your role on the team this year. You're you're an underclassman. You know you're not going to play much of a role. But to make the kids understand that your role isn't your goal. It isn't not where you want to be. You know that. You know we know you don't want to sit on the bench and and come in for a minute all the time. But but you need to own it. 
you know, and, and make the kids feel like they can. Um, I That clip and then his example, what I liked about Nathan is that he was able to give uh, most of the time a, a personal example of why he came up with that. And I remember him talking about being, um, he didn't play until like the last minute. I can't remember if it was football or basketball, but he was, his coach came up to him at one point and said, the reason I do this is because you're a defenseman and I need you at the end of the game. And that's all he needed. And that was just, for me, that was the, you know, the light bulb of, oh yeah, that's, that's what we all need as athletes, right? We, we need that, that com uh, communication with our coach. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that's what I really liked about him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of makes me wonder, like I, I don't necessarily always think to ask whether the kids understand their roles within teams or whether coaches understand their role within the department that they're working in. So it sort of made me think about that and sort of asking people what they think their role is and then perhaps having a conversation around that. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever had a, a conversation with a coach to say your role is to win this tournament? No. Not yet. So, not yet. <laughs> but what I think what my point is, is then why do coaches constantly go into these tournaments with the understanding that that's what they have to do? They want to win, yeah. Oh, I don't have a caveat for that. Only if we're playing Vienna. Oh. That's a little different. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you're, obviously you're right, Chris. We all laughed if you ever said that to a coach, because of course we haven't, right? And then, you know, we're in international school. We don't care, I think, you know. But um, yeah, I that all, it's the old saying, you know, yeah. winning, you know, winning second, athletes first, winning second, yeah. right? It's yeah, it's, sure. it's it's so far away from what we do and how we work yeah. with coaches. Um, I mean, it's important. I think we ever, I, we all know everybody loves to win. Everybody wants to be in the in the game and, and be competitive. But uh, at the end of the day, it's it's not what we're all about. Sure. I mean, sure. yeah, we. I'm sure we have all all have coaches that come in and tell us that they won the game last night or how, how bad they beat the team last night. And I, I know we have one Matt that he does it all the time. You know him; he, he does it all the time. You know, hey, we just won all three games last weekend. It, well, it was a friendly, and it was four minute quarters with no shot clock. You know, running time. Yeah, we we beat them all. Yeah, it was great. Uh, okay, well, you know, did your kids have fun? Yeah, yeah, we won this one game by twenty points. You know, and then, then you have a longer conversation, right? But Did the kids all play? No, 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 no. Oh. I had still have kids on the bench. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the opportunity didn't really come up. Yeah. Too focused. The game was over too quick. Uh, yeah, so there was, there was um, I don't know, six clips from, from the keynotes, but obviously yeah. um, there was lots of other great presentations and, and even more, you know, the people like like myself who who did a presentation who don't do this all the time you know we're not speakers so definitely want to thank um christine scott uh eric gill tudor uh lee um that was all on the the 8th and then uh, or sorry on the 22nd and james jared uh jason uh craig annie luke oliver um sarah aaron let's see a couple more and Freddie, of course, Dave and Matt, and uh, and Chris, you did a roundtable as well. So lots of people took part um, and made the two days great. So thanks to thanks to all you guys as well. Even we don't we didn't play your clip. You can still go back and watch the recordings. Is is well, Scott, Scott going to be upset that we didn't play a clip from his? Well, he might. <laughs> well, 
he might be. We didn't mention Jim yet. He's been WhatsApping us while we're doing this. So we should mention at least Jim. You know. Well, I think we should also Jim mention Dalton appearance. So it was good. Uh, which is then Mike Mike Deneff. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get to all the sessions, but in true Canadian style, he did send an email to apologize. <laughs> he wouldn't be at all the sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. We're, we're nice people. With Canadians. I think I think Budapest should get a special mention. I think we, we led the charge with the most coaches yeah. participating in right. the online conference. Crew I don't know. I don't know. Out there. I don't know. We had three, four including me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Nick, you, you big hats off to you too, man. You yeah. you knocked it out of the park once again. You're driving the bus, you're heading us up in the right direction and uh you're doing an awesome job. We're getting a lot of great feedback about you and all the hard work you're putting in. It's it's awesome. I love doing all this with you and Chris and Dave. It's 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 a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to the next uh, our next initiative. Yeah, yeah. What what's that going to be, Chris? You have lots of ideas. What are you thinking? What's in well, the I already, I already changed Thanks, my Matt, idea. By the way. Thank you, Matt, for that. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. No, I just say I mean. I don't know. Do we want to talk about those ideas well, now? I don't or? Know. We definitely want to do something in the fall, late fall. Um, we'll include, do a sneak peek later on. Include other people, not just ADs and coaches, right? That's kind of what we're looking at, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, this will definitely be the last podcast of the of the first season of the of the Globetrotting ADs, a special edition, I think. And uh, we're looking forward to next season already. We, we got some new things in the in the hopper, um, especially with school rubric. Um, they have uh, lots of great stuff for international schools or any, any kind of educators. And they have four podcasts they feature on their, uh, on their website and we'll be the fifth one. So we're looking forward to that and um, let's say new, the new opportunities that brings. So uh, thanks to Wallace and Ryan for our work so far and that'll be something new for, for next season. And we'll get Dave on there. Dave, I promise. Um, not that we left you out, but we'll we'll definitely have an episode with you. So keep thinking. Think about what you want to talk about, what you want to feature. We can do that early early in season two. Zoom Zoom drinking. If, what do you have right now? Oh, it's just water. Okay. <laughs> it was late. It was a late night yesterday, though. You know, after the conference was over, we had our poker uh, poker cool down. I would say that was a lot of fun, and uh, as Matt, thanks for for thanking me, but thanks you guys obviously uh, as well. It's yeah. uh, it's definitely fun to do all this stuff, but it wouldn't be wouldn't be near as fun without you guys. Um, so appreciate you. Yeah, and we uh, also don't want to forget our partnership with ICMIC. So if you uh, love the two days and feel like you want to donate something, then uh, go to the Summer Conference Series website. You can see the info there, and click through our link to donate. Okay. All right. Anything Nick, else you, for the hmm? Nick, are you getting on a podcast with Rudy? Is that is that well, happening? He he mentioned that, didn't he? I he uh, did mention. I I just I I'm just yeah. I haven't checked maybe, my emails maybe. today very thoroughly. I know there's lots of emails out there. I need to answer from people. I will. And I appreciate lots of the emails I got, but maybe there's one from him there. Maybe if we ever go to Las Vegas there'll be a visit to Rudy as well. Yeah. Yeah, we could do do some live ones from all over <laughs> the right. world. Once we can start There's flying no way I'm going everywhere. To Vegas. No? There's no way we're going to Vegas together. No way. 
we're looking forward to Tampa. If that if that happens, that we could do one there for sure, right? Are you going to get to go, Chris? To where? What Tampa with your new school? Are they going to let you go? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that written in the contract? That'd be pretty good. No. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. That's our conference recap. Let's uh, let's have a summer break and uh, talk to each other in August. Yeah. See you guys next time. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Matt. Adios from the Globetrotting ADs. Enjoy the rest of your summers. A blooper reel. Yeah, we could do a blooper reel at some point. Dun, 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 dun. Are we going to start again, or is this it? Like you... Wait, you said you were going to record it and post it, and then Matt's doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we... We had plans to show the video as well, but Matt just threw that out the window. Right out yeah, the that's, my war- that's my part of my warm up. <laughs> it's been a while, Matt, but you don't have to yell into the camera either. You don't have to yell into the mic. It's just take it easy. I do the Fred. <laughs> All right. Right. Let's start again. I won't make any. <laughs> Should we start again? I might just put this in. Well, you'll just find out. You'll see. <laughs> well, why don't you start it again, Matt? Like pretend. So if either I, we we air this like this and everyone hears it and laughs at us, or we cut it out and then we just start like now. You're making funny faces at me, Chris, right now. Yeah, that sounded awful. <laughs> What sounded awful? I didn't want to say anything. It sounded like you were were possessed. Do I sound all right now? Now you sound good. Okay. Well, that's progress. Okay. Let's start again. Should I play the music this time? Online conference series from July uh, 15th and the 22nd. I screwed that up. What are the dates again? Hi, everybody. Welcome once again to our. <laughs> hey, I got dinner reservations at 630. Quit screwing around. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. This time for real. This time for real. For real, for real. For real, for real. This has been another episode of the Globe Trotten ADs.